Welcome to Women of the Wild, where education and opportunities are key. And friendships are made to last a lifetime. Did you get him? <laughs> you think we got him? You think we got him? <laughs> we got him. <laughs> All right, Skylar, what do we got here? to season two women of the wild podcast we would like to first start off by thanking our title sponsors for the 2024 year atlantic coral enterprise one of the largest import dealers in the world with excellent quality for hides skulls shells and amazing gifts for friends and family or even your household you can find them at atlanticcoralenterprise.com rm custom calls multiple world championships from main street to live duck American-made, veteran-owned, when you want to win on the stage or in the blind, we have you covered. Small shop, big sound. You can find them at rmcustomcalls.com or on Instagram. You can find them at rmcustomcalls.com or on Instagram. We also have Rhino Land Safaris, providing exceptional quality with unmatched hospitality and cuisine, offering African safaris, a destination hunt, for the avid rifle or bow hunter with some of the best trophy management South Africa has to offer. You can find them at rhinoland.co.za or on Facebook, Instagram. Hey everyone, Andy Lehman here from ACC Crappie Sticks. Just want to let you know about our crappie baits and jig heads. We have a wide selection of the hottest colors and big eye crappie jig heads in the most popular colors and sizes. Check them all out at acccroppysticks.com. Thank you. And now for today's episode, we hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Felicia Marie with Women of the Wild. We are here for season two podcast with, um, we have Rachel Voss from Washington and we have Miss Kim from Charmed Women's Outdoor Adventure down in Texas. And we have been hosting a phenomenal event through First Hunt Foundation, Share the Heritage that Rachel has organized uh, Kim and I kind of teamed up to help be mentors for this this event, which is a pretty spectacular event of getting women in the outdoors. But Rachel, this was really your your kind of gig that you set this up and you do this. So can you just tell us a you know what you're doing with First Hunt Foundation, Share the Heritage, and what this event is for? Yeah, sure. So um, this year we were awarded the multi state conservation grant. Um, and within that grant money, um, we were um, tasked with doing 20 hunts um, in 15 different states. Five of those hunts are to be tribal events, so with our tribal women. Um, so our Texas hunt was our first hunt, and we did cranes, and it was absolutely amazing. So what is it that we're doing here, 
at this event? What is it that, um, cause this event was hosted in January uh -huh. and this is all women who have never waterfowl hunted before. Do you want to dive into like what it is that first hunt foundation and share the heritage, what that mission is for these girls? Yeah. So, um, what we're doing is our goal is to take, um, specifically for share the heritage, which share the heritage is our women's mentor program underneath the first hunt foundation umbrella. Right. So, um, our goal and our mission is to take women out on their first hunts. So, uh, sometimes that looks like women who, um, maybe have, have never hunted before that might be women who maybe hunted growing up. Uh, with their dads, but became wives, uh, became mothers, and don't get to go out anymore. Um, it's it's a pretty diverse group, but overall, yeah, they're they're brand new hunters or they're reactivation into the sport, which is super important to us for the R three movement, right? Yeah, and for our listeners, if they didn't listen to our podcast previously with you, Rachel, which is a phenomenal podcast from last season. But we dug into the three R's. So for our listeners who don't know what that is, do you mind talking about those three R's with them? Yeah. So um, the first one is recruitment. So that's recruiting new ladies into the sport. Um, the second one is retention. So obviously that's like what we did here on the crane hunt, right? We um, took new women out and our hope is to keep them in the sport by including, by, by being their mentors going forward. And then the last one is reactivation. And that's what I just talked about. So getting women who um, have hunted maybe growing up or years before and, and getting them reactivated, getting them a new hunting license, getting them back into the sport of hunting. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal what you're doing with women across the nation. And I know you just got done hosting a pheasant event in Wisconsin. You have a lot more events coming. I know we're doing one here in the end of August for waterfowl again, um, but it's not limited to just waterfowl. You're kind of, you got your toes in every door doing squirrel hunts and big game and what you're doing just matters so much and teaming up with some really great women. So speaking of that, we have Kim. Kim is the owner of Charmed Down in Texas. And Kim, you are also the owner of Crazy Crane Outfitters. So you were reeled into this to help mentor and guide this course. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Crazy Crane and how your involvement came along? Well, I uh, have known Rachel now for probably two or three years via Facebook. And uh, we kind of started talking a lot and I became a big fan of hers and was so grateful that we finally got to meet. She is a joy. Um, but uh, yeah, I got to do a crane hunt uh, two years ago, thanks to you. Um, kind of <laughs> something we wanted to do, but just kind of got me more, you know, pushed me out the door a little faster. And and I fell in love with it. And so did my husband for that matter. And uh we decided we we're going to see what we could do with uh with help guiding and sharing that joy with other people as well and so we bought um uh, some good decoys a few a couple of blinds and uh Rachel was very gracious um and I think it kind of goes with her theme of getting women out there um and taking you know, and reaching out and asking if we would like to do this through Crazy Crane, knowing that we were um, very new at it as well and having faith in me that we could we could make this all happen. And then you coming down to help was a, a big plus. And I just I really enjoyed every aspect of it. Yeah, it was 
it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm super glad that I had the opportunity to get down there and help you guys. It was kind of a last minute back and forth of whether I was going to make it, but coming down there and experiencing this and seeing what the first hunt foundation, because Kim, you're, you're a mentor for the state of Texas. I'm a mentor for the state of Michigan. And then to come and let's tell the listeners, you guys are not just mentors. You guys are my share the heritage coordinators in your state. So you guys play a huge role. You guys are pivotal in all of this. So you guys both rock. I just, I wanted them to know that you're not just mentors. You guys wear so many hats. Well, we appreciate that. We're always happy to help. And this event, though, for it to be our first our first event together, the three of us, first time we meet, well, Kim and I have known each other for many years, but Rachel, this is the first time that Kim and I got to meet you. We got to meet these incredible women who came on this event and trusted within the Share the Heritage program to provide a safe and skillful learning opportunity to them. Do you mind diving into what it was exactly that that this program led to like that whole weekend of what it was and what it included? Yeah. So, uh, all the girls got there and, um, got settled in wonderful lodge, by the way, the lodge was just amazing that, that Kim was able to hook us up with. Um, and, uh, thankfully again, you guys saved me because I got stuck and was not able to get there. Thanks to my awesome, you know, travel luck that I have. Um, but the first, the first day was the instructional components, um, blind etiquette, blind safety. Um, you guys, you guys shot some clays and got, gave the girls some warm up time. Um, we, uh, you guys did, gosh, what else did you do? You guys, uh, oh, Kim taught them how to blind up, which was super important. Um, and then, and then the next day was, you know, we were out hunting, you know, Kim got us out there. She was a rock star. You know, the birds were there. She got us amazing fields. Uh, the blind looked awesome. You know, once we got out there, I, I think I took some pretty cool pictures of, of you guys in the morning blinding up and, and teaching the girls how to do it, that step-by-step process. Um, and it, it was pretty awesome being out there and just, you know, seeing these girls experience this for the first time and what it's like. Uh, again, like, you know, Kim, you were awesome. You were out there crawling around on the ground and uh, you were pretty, Kim was pretty entertaining, I gotta say. I think we got some cool videos of her dancing too. So yeah, we did. Yeah. And then the game wardens there to the first yes. day. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we have incorporated that into all of our events and that's a huge hit with the ladies. They absolutely love having the game wardens out and being able to talk to them and ask them all the questions, you know, because these are new hunters and there's a little bit of, of anticipation, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of intimidation. Nerve. Yeah. That comes with the whole thing. So, um, that's a, thank you, Kim. That's a super important component during the instructional that, that we do. Yes, yeah. I, and I really enjoyed that too. Yeah. And, and I, think I think it's important. Learn- Sorry. I said, and I, we can always learn stuff. I mean, even the game wardens are learning new laws and new things every day. You know, I mean, they cover such a vast variety of, uh, task on their hand. And so, you know, and I, I enjoy, I always pick up something each time they're at one of our things that we do to, you know, to talk to the ladies too through Charmed. Yeah. So with Women of the Wild, we try to incorporate that as well, because we feel that a positive inter- interaction 
is going to make it less intimidating later. Like at some point in time in your hunting, you know, in your hunting hobby career, whatever you want to call it, you're going to have that interaction and it's up to you whether you make it positive or negative. So making sure that you can do it in a controlled environment where it's such a positive interaction is so important. And we had three game wardens out here, which were absolutely phenomenal and talking and going over, you know, how to transport your birds, shot sizes. We talked about whooping cranes and the identification between the two. So, I mean, it really checked all boxes that I think even, even an, like an avid waterfowl could have really benefited from that. But these programs are specifically designed to get new women in the outdoors in some form or fashion. Like they might big game hunt, but not have the opportunity to waterfowl. But it hits you with like education from all directions because you have you know, Kim's over here teaching like blind etiquette and how to brush in. Um, I took the girls out and did some clay shooting and we, you're able to kind of focus, like maybe there was girls who had a little bit of education behind a firearm. Um, and then some that had never even touched one. So you get to kind of cater to that in such a small group, which was pretty phenomenal. And I mean, we can't forget Rod and Deb, the the meals and the lodging was just spectacular. Just great, great people. I just think it brought everything together and gave some the girls a whole experience instead of being back into town. I really, I enjoyed that a lot. They're really neat people. I was very grateful for them. Yeah, it was uh, no short and laughter in the blind, was it? No. No, it was fun. It was Even fun. when Kim hogs the heater. <laughs> yeah, right? We Yeah, so we no, find out... Alicia and I are at the opposite end of this blind and all of a sudden we got a three-way text going talking about, you know, if there's birds coming or, or whatnot. And Kim says something about a heater and Felicia and I are both like, what? There's a heater? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing in the hunting blind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys, if you, if you don't have a buddy heater, you need one. <laughs> you know, it was my first hunt that I've never, ever brought it out other than like out in the marsh on like the boats. It was my first actual like field blind hunt where there was one there. So when she said that and simultaneously you and I were like, wait, there's a heater. <laughs> it was funny. It was, uh, you had to be their moment, but it was funny. <laughs> Which for the listeners, when you're tuning into this, you're thinking, oh, they're in Texas. It's not that bad. Uh, no, Texas, when you are preparing for a Texas hunt during waterfowl season, know that that wind cuts like a knife. And it was snowing on us. At one point in time, we had birds coming in and I was laying on the ground because I was out of the blind. And I remember like laying on that ground and I'm like hugging the decoys, trying to cover them. And it's just snowing on me. And all I could think of is I need to get off this cold dirt to be able to function. When we got out of the rigs, it was 19 degrees that morning. Yes. And not including the wind chill. Not including the wind chill. It was cold. And these mentees were troopers. Like they were troopers. Not Everybody. one person complained. Not one no. person complained about how cold that they were cold. And you know, part of that goes back to the preparation, right? And and making sure that that these girls that were communicating with them pre-event, letting them know how to dress, what gear you need, uh, what to bring. You know, you can you can bring all the layers. You can take those off, but you can't put them on if you don't have them. And so I think that they were really well prepared. And and that goes back to you guys. I mean, I you guys are just I had such an amazing group of volunteers, a few ladies in Texas. And um, yeah, it's, it was great. 
It was absolutely phenomenal. So we're going to jump to a short commercial break to hear from our sponsors, but we're going to be right back because we have more to talk about with this. Share your love of the outdoors with your little ones through the exciting adventures in Dr. Josh Farr's children's books. As an avid sportsman, Dr. Josh Farr has taken his passion for the outdoors and uses his vivid storytelling to teach valuable lessons and appreciation of the world. Learn the alphabet through the ABCs of hunting. Find joy in exploring the outdoors with Let's Go Out and Play and more. You and your child will love learning about nature with Dr. Josh Farr. See all of his books now at drjoshfarr.com. That's D-R-J-O-S-H-F-A-R-R.com. Weeby Knives, a brand of skinning, fleshing, and butchering knives perfect for the hunters, trappers, and fishermen with a unique high-quality knife for animals of all shapes and sizes. You can find them and more information at WeebyKnives.com or on Facebook, Instagram. Stonehouse Digital Consulting, elevate your small business with Stonehouse's expert marketing solutions. Ignite your online presence and thrive with a tailored strategy to drive your growth. You can find them and more information at StonehouseDigitalConsulting.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Livingston County Pheasants Forever, Chapter 465, with a mission to conserve pheasant, quail, and other wildlife through habitat improvements, public access, education, and conservation. You can contribute by joining the meetings on the first Thursday of every month at 7 p.m. at the Howell American Legion Hall on the corner of M59 and Grand River. For more information and to get involved, you can find them at pf465.com or on Facebook, Instagram. Dreamcatcher Charters, a Michigan-based guide service for walleye, sturgeon, and duck hunting with a passion that drives their success, sharing the phenomenal Michigan waterways with everyone. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram. Feather Moon Outdoors, offering calls made from select materials. Every pot is fine-tuned in the house using the highest quality materials available. Also offering diaphragm, slate, glass, grunt calls, and more. For more information, you can find them at feathermooneoutdoors.com or on Facebook, Instagram. Stay tuned, more podcasts to come. Welcome back. Uh, so we are here with Rachel and Kim doing a recap on our uh, this crane event with Share the Heritage. And just a phenomenal event, all in all, getting women in the outdoors, introducing some sort of hunting, whether it's, this was specifically for waterfowl, but what Share the Heritage is doing is absolutely amazing, bringing women and preserving our conservation for generations to come. You take, we always have that saying, or I do, where it's, you take a man hunting, you've taken a man hunting, you've taken a woman hunting, and you've, you've introduced in a community. So with that being said, um, these girls that we brought out, all brand new, had such a positive response from an event like this. What do you see as um, that recycle of these girls coming back out? Do you have anything in play for retention coming up for these girls? So with First Hunt, obviously, it's um, it's First Hunt, right? So um, what we can offer to them, because they are brand new hunters, is I always encourage ladies that attend these events to be watching our website. You know, we've got a hog hunt in California. We've got access deer in Hawaii. We've got um, an elk hunt coming up. We've got more pheasant hunts, all the things. And, you know, a lot of these women that are at these events, they they will qualify to attend another event. Um, you know, it's, and I, I encourage them to just to, to be watching the website, you know, some of them are, we've had, we've had a lot of, you know, like as many as 
almost 40 applicants for one event where we can only have nine mentees. But when, when that happens, it, it allows us to pair them up with other mentors, right? And so uh, to answer your question with another side of that is that hopefully our, you know, we hope that when, when these ladies come to these events and they meet their mentors, you know, I think I said it earlier, they're their mentors for life. You know, they've got our phone numbers. They they can contact us at any point. And, and hopefully that keeps them going and that keeps them into the sport of hunting. Yeah. And I can actually like, so Brandy and Rebecca were my mentees and I still talk to both of them on a regular basis. It is a community that you build with this. And even though Brandy's down in Texas, Rebecca is here from Michigan. We actually sat together. She came up to uh, our house party for my Rhino Land boys, and she actually oh, wow. came to that. So it's fantastic to see that. Or like Brandy, I've talked to her on and off, and it's it's really great to see that. Kim, have you had uh, more interactions with the girls? Because I know that like Desi and them, they were they were kind of like close to you to begin with. Have you had any more interactions with them as far as like that retention with them to get out with Charmed? Yes, I'm actually, uh, Carly's thinking about going on a bow fishing hunt with us and Des is wanting to partake in a lot more things. So Des is my neighbor. Um, so I, I, even though we're neighbors, it's not like we get to see each other. Isn't that funny? We live a block, not even three houses from each other. And we're like passing ships in the night. Um, and Carly, you know, I don't get to see her too often, but we, chat via Facebook a lot and she reached out to me the other day and was asking about the bow fishing trip that we have coming up so Miss Caitlin Caitlin will be all in too yes oh I love her she is coming on the bow fishing one I I know she's trying to talk me into it (laughs) I uh I um she asked me if I'd be her adopted mom out here so Which we've it. done a hunt with Caitlin since all of this too, the hog hunt um, that yeah. Rachel had put together. So we did another women's hunt through Rachel down in Texas for hogs and, and Caitlin was there, but the group of girls we had were just, they're Amazing. phenomenal. And these application processes. So can you, can you tell our listeners what, what the steps are to apply for something like this, where to find it, how, like how to get involved with something like this? Yeah, so um, our website, First Scent Foundation website, is newly redone. Um, it's got uh, all the upcoming hunts on it. Um, my email's on there. They can easily get a hold of me through there. The other thing is all the social media platforms. We utilize those. You guys both utilize those with, with your groups um, to promote all of our events that are coming up. Uh, so it's pretty easy. I think it's easy to find me and it's definitely easy to find you girls as well um in the events are there and they just got to watch for them and then um complete complete the process to apply usually it's um when we vet these ladies it looks we ask them the whys why why do you want to do this why is this important to you um and then we go through all of those which sometimes is is a is a a big job. I mean, when we get multiple applications and we have only maybe seven or eight spots, but um, when, when they see the flyer or they see the advertisement promoting it, um, they'll see the steps that go along with it on how they can apply or, or to be considered for that next event and hunt. Yeah, it's, it's great resource and it is, it's being shared out and you have, you have so many mentors in so many States that are sharing it too. Like, 
if it's not, you know, this Wisconsin trip that you just did for the pheasant hunt, I know like it's no involvement to us, but we're out there sharing it. So it really yeah. is a community beyond um, what most understand. And I think that kind of circling back to that retention, it's great because you get these mentors, especially some of these girls that, you know, might own a guide service or, or organize one of these companies. So they're able to kind of step in and be that retention. If a girl like really dove into waterfowl, how can you not? But now they have that resource because their mentor is someone that is typically within their area or is, you know, is going to pair and mesh with them well for that introduction that share the heritage can be, but then to keep that retention within it, I think it's a really great program. And I really look forward to seeing where else it goes like throughout this year and many more to come. I knew it's, I know it's a new thing for you with this position, but you're doing a phenomenal job. Thank you so much. And, you know, I I should, I should also add that um, if you're looking for a mentor in your state, we are now in 48 different states with First Hunt Foundation. It's really easy. You know, the listeners just have to go to our website, First Hunt Foundation, um, and, and go to our mentor map and click on your state and see who is in your state um, as a mentor. It gives you their phone number, their contact information. So I would urge everybody, if you don't get to come out on a Share the Heritage hunt or event, definitely jump onto our mentor map and see who's in your area. See who you can pair up with uh, to, to learn some new hunting skills. And I would like to add that through um, Felicia's Women of the Wild and even what you were doing before you got involved with Share the Heritage and the First Hunt Foundation and mine through Charmed, I am blown away at the friendships and the that we make along the way with other women hunter, whether they're uh, hunt have been hunting for quite a few years or are brand new. I mean, even from our uh, crane hunt with y'all, I mean, made some lifetime friends you know what i mean and people that you look forward to hunting with again and uh, these last few years of me doing this even with uh charm is just I, I told my husband i think is like the biggest blessing i didn't know i needed more people in my life and whether it's for you know getting to see them once or twice a year or if they're from um you know my area and get to do more with them um during the hunting season it's a blast and i say if you haven't done it, you need to, and you might just find your lifelong friendship that you didn't know you needed out there. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to jump to one more commercial break and we have just a few more things to talk about real quick, but stay tuned, check out our sponsors and we'll be right back. And now to the final segment to this week's episode of women of the wild podcast, we will conclude this segment by thanking our closing sponsors. Stay tuned for more of this week's episode after this short word from our sponsors. Muzzy Pheasant Farms, a mid-Michigan family-owned and operated pheasant game preserve that is open year-round. Muzzy offers educational courses and hunts. They are family-oriented, creating a great opportunity for new and seasoned upland hunters. With no membership required, come hunt with Muzzy Pheasant Farms. You can find more information at muzzypheasantfarms.com or check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Blast and Cast Guide Service is a veteran-owned and operated Michigan-based guide service for the Great Lakes. With decades of experience of fishing and waterfowl, they ensure a safe and enjoyable trip every time. You can check them out at blastingcastguideservice.com or on Facebook and Instagram. 
Ultimate Veteran Adventures. UVA offers outdoor therapy, recreation, and camaraderie through hunting and fishing adventures around the country for veterans, active duty military, Gold Star families, and first responders. You can find them at ultimateveteranadventures.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Sawmill Creek Bait and Lures, a husband and wife owned and operated company, the home of the C4, one of the best trapping canine lures on the market. You can find them at sawmillcreekbaitandlures.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Wicked 7 Outdoors, a Southwest Texas outfitter guide service with an exceptional care and quality of backcountry mountain hunts for free range audad. Also offering high fence and low fence exotics, come immerse yourself in the outdoor experience. You can find Wicked 7 Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram. Misguided Outdoors is a female-driven Michigan-based guide service offering turkey and waterfowl hunts. Misguided is focused on educating women and youth, providing a hands-on hunt experience for all ages. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. So welcome back. Um, so we are going to do a final recap of this event with Sandhill Cranes. And Rachel and Kim have been phenomenal through this episode. I really appreciate both of you. But in in conclusion to all of this, so we've talked about what we did at this event, what its mission and purpose is, how to get involved. What about mentors? What about people that want to sign up as a mentor? Can you explain to the listeners of how to do that? Yeah, super easy process, actually. And you guys know it takes literally like 20 seconds. Um, again, you're going to go to the First Hunt Foundation website. I'd invite anybody to go and just check it out and cruise the entire website. There's lots of cool stuff there. There's how to be a mentor, all the things. Um, but on the website, you'll go and you'll find the tab that says become a mentor. Click on that. Um, and each of our mentors undergo a national background check. So when you when you go to that form, that's what you're doing is you're filling that out. Again, it takes 20 seconds, um, fill it out, and then we run the background check. Um, once you've been approved, you get a really cool box in the mail from our president, hats, knives, um, a thank you letter, just a really neat welcome, we appreciate you gift. Um, so it's really easy to be a mentor and we can never have too many. We can never have too many. Um, and I would encourage everybody to jump over there and, and become a mentor. You know, if you, if you're out there and, and you love to hunt and you are passionate, like the three of us about taking new people out, um, I'd encourage you to do it because nothing will fill your cup more. Yeah, and it's not specific to women either. First Hunt Foundation, they they service youth, men, women. It's across the board. It's just the share share the heritage that is the women based. Um, but for men, if men are out there listening, this is something you can get involved with if you're passionate about getting other men involved or or even just educating others. It's a really great platform. You can work with youth. It it really is just an all encompassing program that. Yeah there's nothing else like it. And I think it's fantastic. Now, what about, we do have, um, besides share the heritage, we have two other programs underneath the first hunt foundation umbrella. Um, we have our veterans program and then we have our forgotten rights program, which is for, um, people of color and underprivileged. So, um, we do have a couple other really cool programs besides share the heritage. That's yeah. Awesome. That's, that's phenomenal. And they're, it's crazy to me that something like this is out there and there's still so many people that haven't heard of it. I just did a, a shotgun clinic here in Michigan on a pheasant trip, but it was uh, basically intro to shotgun for these girls. 
And I actually sat and talked to the gentleman from Pheasants Forever. And he's like, I've never even heard of it. And I was like, well, then you need to. You like, it really is. It's something that if you're out there and you have a mission and you have a passion for sharing the outdoors with others, the First Hunt Foundation is a fantastic resource to connect with and, you know, help provide that education, that wisdom that you have. If you're an outfitter and you want to donate a hunt or what about sponsorships? Because I know like, at this crane event, our girls all got weeby knives. They got fatty smoke meat sticks. They got Pacific calls, uh, crane calls. And it's just, it's a really great resource too for these companies to get involved. If they don't want to do a monetary donation, can you tell, tell the listeners if they want to sponsor and donate something, how they can do that? Yeah. So, um, you know, that's the other thing there's, if you go to our, um, partners and sponsor list, it's, it's long. Like there's so many companies that believe in the mission of first hunt foundation that is just phenomenal. Um, super easy. Um, just basically go to the website and all of our contact info is on there. You can go get a hold of Rick, who is our, um, president, um, you can get a hold of any of us on the national level, um, and and we're happy to chat with you and talk with you about how you can be involved and whether that's with a product donation, a financial donation. Um, if if you even want to just be a part of an event and and bring your skills, you know, like the call companies or um, yeah, we had some we had some great. Um, great donations and great sponsors for the crane hunt. And um, I appreciate both of you, you know, reaching out to the folks that we had. We had some great ones. So we had some really great stuff for those girls. I mean, him with charmed you, you donated gators uh, for like net gators to keep the girls warm headlamps. Gosh, correct me. Cause I'm, I'm like blanking on everything they got. We had little bags. We had, uh, the knives that you helped get, the crane calls, the crane calls from uh, Rachel, along with the headlamps. We had hand warmers, and we had uh, everything in there. Everything that you would about need to get started for a good waterfowl hunt, I think. Yeah, besides decoys, right? Yeah, that was about all that wasn't in there. <laughs> yeah, they had some, they, their swag bags were swagging. Their swag yeah. bags were swagging. <laughs> they were, they really were. And it, it's it's phenomenal to see companies supporting. Um, I know Weeby is one of our big sponsors with Women of the Wild and and they donate a lot of knives. So all the girls got knives and Pacific Calls did those crane calls. And then we even got to work with the girls and kind of show them how to call a little bit. Phenomenal calls, by the way. They're they're fantastic. Yeah, and, you know, Pacific Calls always steps up to the table for new hunters, for you know, Delta Waterfowl, Ducks Unlimited. They are so about getting new hunters out. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool of them. Yeah. So if if you're a company and you're listening to this and you want to get involved with helping get new hunters out, definitely encourage you to get in contact with First Hunt Foundation and see what kind of events they have coming up. See where you can offer your skill set, whether it's help with education, whether it's a monetary donation, whether it's donating product, all of it's so appreciated. And these these people work their tails off to make sure that we're preserving our conservation for generations to come. And I think that to me is the key to all of this, that we, we are preserving that conservation and we, you know, we're one, one bad vote away from losing so much. 
And sure. it's important to get more people out there because the more people we educate, the more people have that better understanding and we're going to have a better community to support our rights for generations to come. Yeah, it's important. You know, all these new hunters, they're our future of conservation. I mean, this, it is so important. Just like you said, I mean, right now it's so important to get everybody out that we can and, and engaged and get them into it or, or we'll lose it. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who are, are, I don't want to share my spot and I don't want to tell people how I'm using it. Like that's not what we're asking. We're asking for you to get out there and just help share the wisdom that you've learned over the years. And if you're an outfitter and you have a hunt that you'd like to donate, it's great to be able to be a resource to an organization like this nonprofit and it's just, it's a really great organization helping all walks of life. And I, I think that's the important part too. There's no discrimination anywhere. It doesn't matter what, whether you're a man, a woman, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your weight, the color of your skin. Like none of that is seen by First Hunt Foundation and all these umbrellas welcome everyone in and does such a phenomenal job with making sure that it is a full circle of education for you to build the confidence and get out there on your own and, and keep doing it. I would like to say something. I don't know about y'all, but I mean, I still enjoy honey, not saying that, but something I learned when I started charmed is that I really find a lot of great joy taking these people out. And I get more joy and excited watching them do something for the first time. And whether it isn't my spot or not, I really don't care. Like I would give up my I would give up my buck at my place, my one buck at my lease for, to take somebody new. That's where I'm at in my, where I'm at. Uh, but yeah. I still enjoy getting out there too, but I think sometimes it's more than, oh, my little honey hole or whatever. And you don't have to toss up the biggest buck out there or whatever game you're going after. I mean, I mean, most of these people, when they're first one, they're excited to get, you know, a call buck or something just so they even if what if they don't like it? You know, some people, uh, you know, they they want to do it and then they're, they just they see they just can't comprehend it all. Or maybe it takes them a few times to go out there to really absorb and take it all in that they're not just killing something. They're actually doing something for the better good of, you know, for conservation and so it's really neat to see somebody who's never done it and then they kind of start it starts clicking and they're like you know this is more and you get some good food on the table you're helping an animal yeah. that's probably you know was otherwise gonna probably succumb to a horrible death even starving to death from old age or if it got wounded you know getting eaten pretty much alive uh so actually, um, when you're an ethical hunter and you do everything you're supposed to do with a good shot placement and stuff, you actually gave a very honorable death to an animal. And that's how I try, you know, try to look at it too. But I say if you if you have the means or the time and the ability to just take your neighbor, take your neighbor's kid or something and get them outside. You know what's funny, Kim, is um, Felicia and I talked about this in the last episode that we did together um, you're right. It, it is so cool. And and the other cool thing is, is you take them out and, and they get those tools in their toolbox to go by themselves. And you may not have harvested something while you guys are together, but you get that phone call or that text that they've yeah. been successful. And uh, that's pretty cool too. So, I mean, I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. 
I think it's, it's apps. And I'm, I'm in that same boat. I think everybody hits a stride in, in hunting, right? Like you start off and you're gung ho and you want to, you, it's about the thrill of the kill and you're excited. And then you kind of like graduate and you start to get this very mature end to you as a hunter where you enjoy taking other people out. And it's not, it's not even about a harvest at that point. It's about getting them on a harvest. And then I think you graduate again into this spot where it's truly like, not about yourself. It's about someone else completely. And you, you almost lose, I don't know how to say that you like almost lose the want and drive to do it yourself because you enjoy, I tell people all the time, I feel sometimes selfish because I enjoy watching, especially women and children harvest something for their very first time. There is no joy on this planet that is bigger than that. Um, These girls, they, they'll shoot their first pheasant or their first squirrel, deer, duck, goose, whatever. And the joy that they have and kids do it too. And it's just, that's where it's at for me as women and children, um, absolutely blessed to work with our female veterans and get them out. But that's really where it, that's where you find your maturity as a hunter is if it, if it starts to become about everyone else, I think that you've hit that, that stride that we need in this world and in our yeah, hunting those, community. For sure. Those smiles are pretty great. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Well, you were, you girls are absolutely fantastic. And I want both of you to know that what you're doing matters. Um, Kim, for anybody that wants to jump on and follow you can you give a little bit of a plug of where people can find charmed and you if somebody wants to get connected especially down in that texas area um so i'm on facebook you can find me as kimberly sue ferris with parentheses Corey. if you want to follow my facebook page um i have charmed women outdoors adventures um there's two uh profiles for that there's one that anybody can follow and then there's also a private group just for women only uh and then you can also find crazy crane on facebook as well out here in texas um if you ever want to email me kim.ferris uh, at yahoo.com and rachel um how about you what about first hunt foundation and and share the heritage if somebody wants to get involved where do they find you? Yeah, so firsthandfoundation.org, pretty easy. Um, and then uh, same thing, I'm on all the social media platforms, but my email is rachelv at firsthandfoundation.org. Well, ladies, I appreciate having you on. Our listeners, you know where to find us, uh, Women of the Wild on Facebook, Instagram, private group as well for women only. Um, you can also find other events and sponsors at www.womenofthewild.net. Um, we have a lot more to come and hopefully a lot more adventures with these two ladies and everything that that's going on. We appreciate everyone for listening and look forward to seeing you in the field.